everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the podcast version of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a Facebook post each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. In fact, I'm the narrator. Rob Bell says, everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree, or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes or friend Mike on Facebook. Now, are you ready to rumble? Rumble one. The New York Times reported last week that newly disclosed messages and testimony from some of the biggest stars and most senior executives at Fox News revealed that they privately expressed disbelief about President Donald J. Trump's false claims that the 2020 election was stolen from him, even though the network continued to promote many of those lies on the air. Ah, integrity. You can smell it in the air at Fox News. Ha. Actually, what's in the air is the putrid smell of hypocrisy, conspiracy, and greed. And to think Speaker McCarthy thought it was a great idea to hand over the security videos of the January 6th attack on the Capitol to Fox News, entrusting the footage to Tucker Carlson, who is the master of rumor, innuendo, and disinformation. It just boggles the mind and makes one wonder about the future of our democracy. Rumble 2. I came upon the story that a Florida school board has removed a book about Puerto Rican baseball legend Roberto Clemente to see if it complies with a new state law limiting discussions about race. Many other books about Jackie Robinson, Jim Thorpe, Hank Aaron, etc. were also removed. This is in response to Governor DeSantis's culture war crackdown on anything he deems woke, which often is code for true but inconvenient for the narrative I'm telling. Aaron Nequist. Being woke is considered to be an egregious and dangerous way of being by the Florida governor, who fashions himself to be a culture warrior without peer. He is pushing a fear-based narrative, and he knows anyone who is awakened is a threat to his finishing that story. There is no room for inconvenient truths, even though he knows full well that history doesn't treat book banners well. So he's doubling down on his efforts. And he has allies. A tweet by Congressperson Lauren Boebert said, One thing you can be sure of, I'll never go woke. Gotta love the response by at Leslie 7 I'm sure of that. To be woke requires awareness an enlightened mind, exposure to different cultures and different types of people. It requires maturity to realize that not everyone looks like you or thinks like you, and that's okay. Touche. I want to be woke. Hope you do too. Rumble 3. In my Methodist home, I was taught that all of us are God's children and are loved and that 
love is the light that shines. Christianity has never been spoken with just one voice. Often the majority of voices express fear and an exaggerated need for power. That was evident in pre-World War II Germany when a majority of Christians supported the rise to power of the Nazis. There was, however, a minority voice of Christians called the Confessing Movement that let their light shine, supporting the dignity and value of all human beings. I believe that diversity, equity, and inclusion are the heart of the Christian ethic of love. As a Christian, that is where I will let my light shine, regardless of who is currently in the majority. Reverend Stephen G. Hoffman, in a letter to the editor of the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Rumble 4. Do not let the wise boast of their wisdom. Do not let the mighty boast of their might. Do not let the wealthy boast of their wealth. Let those who boast, boast in this, that they understand and know me, that I am the Lord. I act with steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Jeremiah the prophet. You know who has reflected steadfast love, justice, and righteousness? Jimmy Carter. He will soon go home to be with the God he has known and loved for a long, long time. He once wrote, We become not a melting pot, but a beautiful mosaic. Different people, different beliefs, different yearnings, different hopes, different dreams. He understood that the God he knew and loved was the one responsible for all those differences, and that the Lord expects us to embrace them, not rail against them. Rumble 5. Before you engage someone in what could be a heated conversation, make it a point to discern whether or not that person is mentally, morally, spiritually, and emotionally mature enough to grasp the concept of different and nuanced perspectives. Not everyone has that kind of maturity, right? My wife had a counselor who once cautioned her that you can't reason with a crazy person. And no, that person wasn't me. Periodically, I have waged a war of words with individuals who lacked that kind of maturity. Stupid me. What a waste of time and energy. And how much hurt did I inflict in the process? Rumble 6. I am not losing my mind. I'm not losing my faith. I'm not failing or falling or backsliding. I have simply outgrown much of American Christianity. So has my God, John Pavlovitz. In the midst of the ongoing essential process of recalibrating our faith, there is a need to be careful lest we throw out that which still makes our heart feel strangely warmed. Thank you, John Wesley. The essence of that warmth and the good memories it invokes are God's gift to us. It's good to cherish those memories. And what about those things that turn your heart cold? Some of it needs to be thrown away. The rest needs to be filed away. Filed away? Yes, a portion of our healing and or someone else's down the road might require some access to what's in those files. I know that I have grabbed for a file or two or three that contained things I once considered useless, but actually were not and were worthy of a second look. 
Rumble 7. Author and speaker John Maxwell was convinced that too many of us live with uphill hopes that will never be realized because we have cultivated downhill habits. Ain't that the truth? Rumble 8. My spiritual director mentioned to me that a very respected monk, a man well-versed in matters of intimacy with God through meditation and contemplation, once said, My growth in the spiritual life is measured, in good part, by the knowledge that I'm screwed up and I need a savior. Rumble 9. I've seen it happen over and over again. Someone is given a challenging responsibility, but then is not given the necessary authority and resources to succeed. Rumble 10. For the great enemy of truth is very often not the lie, deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but the myth, persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. Too often we hold fast to the cliches of our forebears. We subject all facts to a prefabricated set of interpretations. We enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. President John F. Kennedy. I'm all for myth-busting and letting go of cliches that lack meaning. And discomfort of thought has helped me grow up. I want kids in our schools to be able, in age-appropriate ways, to bust the myths and to enjoy the delight of grappling with thoughts that can, at times, prove to be uncomfortable. For that matter, I want that for their parents and grandparents, because they're the ones up in arms and causing all the trouble.